Welcome to Charity Faith Love Podcast. My name is Charity, and I am the lovely voice that you will hear on each episode. I just wanted to give you a warning. My husband tries to keep the kids out while I'm recording, but if you hear some kids destroying my house in the background, just ignore that. So let's get into this next episode. So I always hear people talk about the Lord's Prayer and I've, of course, memorized it throughout the years, and I know it very well. And when people pray, you know, everyone goes in harmony and prays it together. But I kind of thought about it more deeper. I wanted to break it down, and I wanted to really understand what this Lord's Prayer means. I've heard some different sermons of people kind of breaking it down, and it made me think in a whole different level of the Lord's Prayer. Because instead of thinking that, okay, here we go, same thing, you know, it's like muscle memory. This is more of in-depth. Like, what does the Lord's Prayer actually mean and what is it talking about? Um, In my study Bible, it kind of pointed out that it's actually the disciples' prayer because he taught them to pray this. And he taught them to pray that this was like during the Sermon on the Mount when he was teaching everyone super big, important things in life, which are all in the book of Matthew at the beginning. Um, But what I really liked about this is that this isn't necessarily what God's praying. This is what we need to pray to help us pretty much every day. And so I'm going to kind of read through it, skim through it really quick. It says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts. And as we also have forgiven our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So let's kind of go back to the beginning of this. Right before um, Jesus is teaching on how we should pray, he's talking about kind of the other extent of prayer, meaning don't pray in front of a bunch of people just to look cool. Don't give these really long thought out, not necessarily thought out, but like these really long, intense prayers to make it make you sound cool with big words because that's not meaning you're truly react in, interacting with God. Like you need to go in your own little quiet place and like spend time with the Lord intimately. So when we break down the scripture, let's start out with the first block. It says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. First of all, that is us acknowledging that our father is in heaven. We're acknowledging that God is a father figure for us. Hallowed be your name basically means like we already know he's holy, but that's just us like, redefining and re-understanding and knowing that our God in heaven is holy. The next part says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I really love this part because this is us praying that God, that your kingdom is going to come on earth just like it is in heaven. We're saying that we're acknowledging that we want God's will to be done in our life, not ours, because we know our will is sinful. We know if we listen to our heart, it's not going to be good. It's going to be of this world and not holy. So this prayer in this section is telling us that that we're telling God, you know, we want your kingdom to come down on earth and your will be done in our life on earth, just as it is in heaven. We know our end result is to be in heaven. And so in that time period, before we can get there, like God, bring it down to us so we can understand and we know that you're here. The next part, this is what I tell myself every day. Give us today our daily bread. And let's just stop there <laughs> because I like a calendar and I like to write everything out. I want to know what's happening for the whole month. I have all my kids' games and all their little sports written out. 
all the places I need to be, all my meetings for work. But then I overwhelm myself, don't we all? Aren't you always overwhelmed just like me, especially if you're living this life of busy with kids and a spouse and everything? Like, you can't even think for yourself. So what I love about this thing is I always try to remind myself to ask God is give me today, just today. This basically means give us today our daily bread, meaning not real bread, although cool, except I have to have gluten free. (laughs) But this means give us today what we can handle. I only want today because God, I can't handle tomorrow right now. Like I know you are here with me in this moment and that's all I want and that's good enough. So give us today what we need to make it to the next day. And when the next day comes, then I'll focus on that day. And then you just keep going each day. So especially if you're in a really tough patch or if you're dealing with loss or, you know, something hard with the holidays around that are happening, like just remember, like, just give me today, God, like you got the rest of it. Like I just need what I can make it today. I've been in times where I've only been able to make it for an hour or for the next minute. And then I know that God's just going to keep taking me through it. So I just trust him one day at a time. And that's all you can do. The next part says, forgive us of our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Basically means God, forgive me for all my junk because I've forgiven other people who've gone against me. That's hard. That one little section, that's verse 12 of Matthew 6. We could sit on that all day because that's meaning we need God to forgive us, right? Because we're sinners, right? We knew that. That's why Jesus died because we're all sinners. But we're telling him, forgive us just as we have forgiven others. So if you haven't forgiven others, which I mean, I'm just as guilty. Like if you haven't forgiven others, how are you going to ask God to forgive you? Jesus also talks about that during his time. He's saying like, if you can't forgive others, I'm not going to forgive you. If you're denying others, I'm going to deny you in front of my father. There's even a whole scripture where he's talking about like, don't look at the speck in someone else's eye because you have a rod in your own. Like you cannot sit in this life of misery, of hatefulness and unforgiveness, and then expect to just walk into heaven and be acknowledged by Jesus. Like, no. That's why I love how this is laid out. The first top says, and forgive us our debts. And then the second part says, as we also have forgiven our debtors. It doesn't say, oh, you can forgive me and then maybe I'll forgive them. It says, you are going to forgive this person or these people or whoever hurt you. And then God's going to forgive you. So your forgiveness is so much more important than you realize. Lastly, it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So we know that Satan likes to push us down these hard routes and tries to tempt us all the time. You know, we're telling basically God and ourselves that we need him to keep us from being tempted. We need him to deliver us from Satan. That's why Jesus came who died on the cross. So that way we could be saved. Otherwise we would all be terrible. We still kind of are, but Jesus came and helped set us free. My study Bible also points out that We're basically asking that don't lead us through trials so deep that it would tempt us to be unfaithful to you. We're basically saying, just give us what we need for this day to be able to handle the evil one so that way we don't fall into anything worse so that we can continue to live our life with God and continue to trust him in this life. So the the last verse in there, I'm not going to go into too much detail because that one, again, is 
huge, just like verse 12, but I'm going to read over it just so you, this kind of reiterates it. It says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So God's teaching us how to pray and he's telling us like, you know, our God's in heaven, holy is his name. We want his kingdom and will to be done on earth to match heaven. Just give us what we can to handle today. Don't let us be led to temptation and let Satan take us over. But also the biggest thing, you can do all those things. But if you're not forgiving people who have hurt you or who've done things to you, and if you're just sitting in this basically pool of hate, then God's not going to forgive you. Your father's not going to forgive your sins. You can't do to others and expect nothing to happen to you in return. So if you can just kind of focus on what you can handle today and start praying and believing and going on with the fact that people in this world suck. That's why it's not heaven. This earth is full of sin and people are sinful towards everyone. But the gist of this prayer ends with the fact of we have to remember to forgive others. No matter which way, how long that takes you, actively working on it is still better. Sitting in your sin every day. This season's sponsor is PC.Consulting. It's located in LaGrange, and it's my husband's business. He does anything technical for fixing computers, security cameras, anything technical you think that might not be working for you or that you need a cleanup or a fresh new one. He's your go-to guy. His information is going to be in the show notes on how to get in contact with him and his website. Congratulations for making it all the way to the end of this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and rate my podcast. You can also go to my website, www.charityfaithlove.com to read my latest blog post and find where you can order my book titled, Lord Help Me. Thank you.